Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network, brought to you by Will Engineering and also in part by Hercules Tires. I'm Hannah Newhouse each and every week here with my co-host of Kyle Ricky And Kyle, the last couple of years, it seems like the Pinty Series just couldn't catch a break. Last year, really unable to run an actual championship format. This year, everything seemed to originally be uh, on its way to a normal season. They put out the schedule and then it was delayed. And then it was delayed once more, and finally they were able to announce, you know, a a finalized formatted schedule for 2021. It kicked off this past weekend with double header races at Sunset Speedway. One driver sweeping both races, but not without uh, a little controversy and a lot of action on the track. Yeah, you mentioned last year, um, for the most part, exhibition races. This year, they got the sunset finally, and then, of course, it rained, so the, even the season was delayed a couple of more hours. Uh, into the late evening of Sunday, but it was Rafael Lassard picking up both race wins. Contact in both races while running for the lead uh, in race number one. He got it into contact with uh, Pete Shepard. Shepard to the inside of the racetrack, and then it was um, uh, Rafael Lassard right behind him. Turned him going into turn one on a restart. Looked like a racing issue, as did the second incident involving uh, Trayton Lapsovich in race number two running side-by-side side late in that event, and uh, Trayton ended up spinning in turn four. But overall, great uh, great car count, great crowd that stuck out the uh, the weather sunset speedway. Great to see the NASCAR Pinties back on track. Yeah, Rafael, of course, only leading 19 laps in race one. Uh, pretty much dominated race number two. But uh, glad to see that they do have, like you said, a schedule that's pretty well concrete. They're going to run those 11 races but they've got a couple of doubleheader weekends, which seem to have paid off for them. You know, we often talk about doubleheader weekends with a Friday and a Saturday race. They're having these guys run 125 laps twice in a single day. So both of these events were raced on Sunday. We're going to dial up Rafael Lassard here in just a little bit to talk about both those wins and his plans for the Pinty Series. Also, though, we're excited to bring on a new partner here with NASCAR Coast to Coast, also a partner of the Motor Racing Network. Being Logitech G, of course, they... Uh, are in partnership with iRacing. And so each and every week, you'll be able to get a little update here on what's going on in the world of iRacing presented by Logitech. Uh, that being said, the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series, they have five races left in their season. Uh, next up is the Logitech G Challenge 100 race from the virtual Michigan International Speedway on Tuesday, August 17th. It'll be the last race for them before their playoffs begin. And that will be four rounds in the playoffs that start August 31st at Darlington. You can watch all of the action and the iRacing countdown to green at enascar.com backslash live. They always kick off at 8.30 p.m. and the race starts at 9 p.m. on enascar.com. So make sure again, Tuesday, August 17th for the eNASCAR for the Logitech G Challenge 100. This iRacing update is brought to you by Logitech G. 
We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Raphael Lassard about his Pinty's racing this past weekend. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Gamers, start your engines. Meet the next generation of racing wheels. The award-winning Logitech G design is re-engineered to dial into your game physics, delivering unprecedented realism. Feel every shift, drift, and hairpin turn like never before. Our latest innovation in force feedback technology connects directly to end-game simulation engines and physics to produce higher fidelity, real-time responses. Through design, engineering, and the love of driving, games, Logitech G takes racing simulation to another level. Go to LogitechG.com. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. NASCAR Pinty Series finally able to kick off their 2021 campaign over the past weekend. Double headers at Sunset Speedway and swept by the man on our guest line right now, Raphael Lassard. First off, thanks for taking some time to hang out with us here on Coast to Coast and congratulations on your wins. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> they were definitely exciting races, to say the least. But let's start with race number one. Uh, qualified on the fourth one. Take me kind of through that first race. A little bit of contact into that race, uh, but ultimately only led 19 laps that led you to the victory. Yeah, we we qualified for it, but then uh, we had some trouble through, through inspection. Uh, our gas tank was a little bit too low, so we had to start 14th. And I made it... Uh, I passed one guy at a time, and it was pretty hard to pass. Uh, the guys were all stuck to the bottom, and I was trying to pass on the outside. Outside, the closest I got to the front, the less it was working. So I, I had to start making moves on restart and stuff like that. And I, I knew I had a pretty good car. I just needed to get to the front, and I was really good, especially uh, the first three laps after a restart. So at the end, I told my guys, I was like, yeah, all right, we got we we got to make it happen right after a restart, uh, the first three laps after a restart, and that's what we did. The the guy in front of me, both, both leaders, moved up the racetrack a little bit, and I had just enough room to fit on the bottom three wide and uh, clear them, and that's how I took the lead. It was a it was a pretty cool move. I would say it was kind of a Pretty exciting finish, I guess. It was an exciting finish. Uh, was there any, I don't, I don't want to say backlash or anything, but from I think it was Pete Shepard that uh, was one of those cars that drifted up the race tra- track, led a bunch of the race, and I think spun out there off of turn two on one of those restarts. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he, the first race, uh, he was, I think he was leading for most of the race, and he moved up on on Andrew Ranger, and that's when I made the move off of four on the inside. Uh, he opened the door, and I think uh, everybody that could have uh, take it would have. So that's what I did, and uh, that's how I got the lead. I think uh, my car was very fast the first race. Uh, we made some changes for the second one, uh, and I don't think we were in the right way. And the track got looser, and we just kind of... Uh, we're fighting loose all race in the second race. 
And that actually led me into the second question. I was going to ask you, of course, uh, the second race, you basically dominated the race, led three quarters of it. So my question was going to be, what changes did you make? Uh, But it clearly seemed to pan out well for you, considering, you know, you were up front. How hard did you have to fight to stay up front? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was pretty tough race because I couldn't, being up front, I just couldn't manage a whole lot. And I had a bunch of pressure uh, from behind so I just had to keep keep up the pace as much as I could and without burning my right rear tire and especially the right rear because I was so loose at some point uh, I was turning right going in the corner and I've been doing a little bit of dirt racing this uh, this year so I think it helped me <laughs> but, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun uh, Trayden Lasovich was uh, really really fast at the end he got loose under me and uh, he, he spun out unfortunately but I'm sure he's going to win some races uh, this year because he was he was very good. I didn't expect him to be that fast at the end of the race. And, uh, yeah, I think I, I I had to go really hard to stay up front all race. And maybe if, it, if I could have done it again, I would have saved a little bit more. But we still uh, ended up P1, so that's all that matters. We, uh, we talked earlier how this has been an odd couple of years, especially for the NASCAR Pinty Series. You know, for the most part, exhibition races last year. Uh, this year, the season already delayed. Then you get to the racetrack on Sunday, delayed because of rain. You get on the racetrack, you run five or six laps, and then it rains again, and, and it's another couple of hours before the sun comes out and you guys can really get going. How does that affect you and the rain on, on Sunday, especially just the mentality of the day? You know, you strap in, you go for a few laps, and then you have to sit and wait again for another couple of hours. Well, I was... Uh... I was kind of falling asleep at some point watching all that rain. Uh, but you just got to stay in your game and stay ready uh, all the time. I mean, we st- we went back uh, green. And uh, before we took the green the second time, the racetrack, we, we were drying, finishing to dry the racetrack. And the third and fourth lane was still wet. And we, we took the green like that. And you had to stay in your lane. But... Uh, I mean, at the racetrack, the rain is always the worst thing, uh, unless you're on road course. But when you're you're on oval racing, I hate the rain. It's just uh, so boring. It gets uh, everything. Uh, it takes so much time then to dry, and you're you just hurry up and wait. We practiced in the morning, 45 minutes, and it was like, uh, hurry up, hurry up. Uh, everybody was running around, and then we qualified. And right after that, there was nothing happening until 8 o'clock. So it was it was kind of boring at some point, but you just had to stay in your game. Yeah, we definitely don't care for rain as well because it usually ends up with uh, a lot of snacking that takes place and a lot yeah. of doing nothing in between. <laughs> so I, I hear you on that. So obviously this was a, uh, a, a weird circumstance in how you landed here in the Pinty's ride, subbing for Donald Teej after, you know, he sustained injuries with his knuckles. Only scheduled to race this race, though, for this team. Has a win? Have, have these wins changed the circumstances? You know, with you uh, being available to drive now. Well, I was, uh, I would say yes, because uh, uh, I think wins brings opportunity, and it was. I was only supposed to make uh, those two races, and now with two wins like that, we signed with uh, Napa Auto Parts. And uh, the Grand Prix of 
Trois-Rivières uh, in Three River for the road course uh, with White Motorsports. So I'm going to do one more race in the Pinty Series. I would like to do more, but right now I got one more in Three River in uh, two weeks. So uh, it wasn't planned again. The first last Saturday night wasn't planned at all, but hopefully uh, we get some other good news after Three River and we can uh, keep on going because I would love to... Uh, to do more races in the Pinty Series. We're going to Three River with the, the leading the championship right now, the standing, so it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you have three wins and four career starts in this series. I mean, what is it about these race cars that, that you like so much? I mean, regardless of the racetrack, I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're a lot of fun to drive. They got a lot of power, a lot of torque. Uh, not that good of a tire. They're just kind of sliding around a bunch and you got to manage it the best you can you don't have that great of a suspension so they're they're just sliding around and you got to be very smooth with it but at the same time kind of find the edge and that's what i like and it's it's hard racing you're you're it's rough racing i mean it's short track racing every they're they're not scared of getting on your door on your bumper so you got to be uh, aggressive, and I like that driving style. I don't know if that's uh, why I got three wins so far and three three races on an oval and three wins. It's been uh, it's been pretty cool. Uh, I'm I hope I can keep it going that way and uh, keep the the winning streak going. They always say that the Pinty Series is the uh, blue-collar NASCAR. Of course, you see some of the best and hardest racing that we get with stock cars. Well, uh, Rafael, you mentioned, of course, now going to Three Rivers. What does the rest of 2021 kind of look for you? Do Are we going to see you back behind the wheel of a late model? Uh, what's your schedule look like? Yeah, I've been racing a bunch of late models for Lavi Motorsport uh, back home in Chaudière and Montmagny, uh, mostly in uh, the local local series there and i've been uh, racing a little bit of dirt this year it's been a lot of fun on the dirt modifier in Granby, and i'm racing this saturday this friday night coming then saturday at chaudier so i'm trying to get as much um, as much time as i can and uh the dirt racing uh, i've been loving it it's been uh, tough it's hard because those guys are really really good and i i don't really know what i'm doing so i'm just learning and trying to get better at it we hear that a lot, uh, drivers going over to dirt from the asphalt world. They don't know what they're doing, but I think they, they, most of them adapt pretty well, pretty quick. But for you, is the ultimate goal still to get back here into NASCAR's National Series here in the States after finding so much success in the trucks the last couple of seasons? Uh, for sure. I mean, it's always a dream. I always want to go back uh, in the United States and race uh, full-time season in the camping world truck series that would be my goal but it all depends uh, we all know uh, the the sport it's a very expensive sport and you need a lot of good partners and uh, i've been working on it uh, there's a lot of people that we're talking to and we just we don't have anything sure for next year yet uh, but hopefully we get something uh, soon or we'll see if we can make it happen and if not i'll try uh, there's some other option that I can do, and uh, hopefully uh, I just end up uh, behind the wheel of a race car somewhere. That's that's uh, all I want. I want to be behind the wheel and uh, doing what I love. 
That's always the goal. Of course, your family was always one of my favorites to see in the truck garage. Well, again, Raphael, congratulations this past weekend. We're looking forward to, of course, watching you at Three Rivers. Uh, and, and best of luck, of course, to put together something, whether that's returning to the truck series or racing stateside. We continue to uh, look forward to watching your journey. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, your time and letting me on your show. Again, guys, that was Raphael Lassard, winner this past weekend with the NASCAR Pinty Series, sweeping the doubleheader at Sunset Speedway. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we've got your Wheelan Engineering Modified Spotlight. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Wheelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 52. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Napa! Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. going 40 miles an hour this is a residential area sure but i'm on my lawnmower wait am i getting a ticket no i've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys and mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds what got into you well it did fuel up at sunoco this morning at sunoco we know how to fuel peak performance we've been doing it for american racing for over 50 years fuel your best Want to experience racing in its purest form? Do you yearn to return to where NASCAR came from? Watch high-banked, full-throttle, super-late-model racing on Flow Racing, September 8th through the 11th. It's the crown jewel of dirt late models at Eldora Speedway with the World 100. This is grassroots racing at its finest. See who will win the globe by subscribing today. Go to flowracing.com slash world. That's flowracing.com slash world. This week's NASCAR Wheelan Engineering Spotlight will focus on the first half of the 2021 NASCAR Wheelan Modified Tour season. With last Saturday night's New Way Auto Parts 150 at New York International Raceway Park in Lancaster, New York, the tour officially moves into the second half of its 14-race schedule. Six drivers have visited Victory Lane thus far, two of them twice. Doug Kobe became the first repeat winner of the season at Riverhead Raceway back in June, while Patrick Emerling claimed his second checkered flag last Saturday night in Lancaster, three months after winning the spring sizzler at the Stafford Motor Speedway in dramatic fashion, passing four cars on the final green flag lap as rain hit the speedway. 
Eric Goodale opened the season with the win in the Tours' return trip to the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia, while defending champion Justin Bonsignor has captured his only checkered flag thus far at the Jennerstown Speedway in Pennsylvania. Matt Hirschman won his fourth career modified tour race at the Oswego Speedway in June, while NASCAR Cup Series driver Ryan Priest returned to his modified racing routes, making a three-wide last-lap pass on Bonsignor and Ron Silk to win at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway in July. As for last Saturday night's race in Lancaster, New York, it came down to the final corner of the final lap as Bonsignor made a run on eventual race winner Patrick Emmerling in the outside lane, but fell just a few feet short. As for the championship standings, Justin Bonsignor leads by just six points over Emmerling and 54 points over third place John McKennedy as the Wheel and Modified Tour heads back to the Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut for this Friday night's GAF Roofing 150, a race that can be seen live on NBC's Track Pass. This has been your Wheel and Engineering Modified Update here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. More with Hannah Newhouse and I in a moment. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Busy weekend for NASCAR's international and regional touring series, including the ARCA West Series. They headed out to Colorado National Speedway, where uh, they battled Mother Nature for most of the evening. That race time actually uh, pushed up an hour so that they could get that race in. You could have tuned in on Track Pass, also on NBCSN. Uh, Joey East getting his first 
ARCA victory for Mike Nake Racing. Jesse Love came home in second over Jake Drew. I think that kind of sounds like a boy band, Kyle. You've got Jesse and Jake in your top three uh, at Colorado. Points right now as they stand. Jesse Love currently still leads the points. Cole Moore now only sits two points behind him. Todd Souza is four points behind them. They got a little under a month off. They'll head to the Irwindale Speedway on August 21st. Also, Arca at Winchester Guess the headlines. The headlines, once again, Corey Hyman, Ty Gibbs. And we can talk about that controversial uh, contact made in the Calypso Lemonade 200. Gibbs would get the win over Greg Van Alst and Corey Heim. Heim led 175 of those laps, though, Kyle. Uh, these two just cannot seem to get away from each other. Yeah, they find each other week in and week out. They found each other again uh, on Saturday night. Corey Heim leading, Ty Gibbs in second. And uh, then Ty or uh, Corey Heim spinning to the infield um, off of turn number two. You can't put it all on Ty. They were in lap traffic, and I know Ty wanted to, to I guess, return the favor from a couple of weeks ago uh, when they got together. Uh, was it at the Iowa Speedway, I believe? So, what was it, Berlin? They're, they're all running together now. It's been a very busy summer, but they got together a couple of weeks ago and and uh, got together again on Saturday night. But they were in lap traffic. Bad Moffat was trying to stay on the lead lap, running in the top five. It was a long green flag run. And, uh, you know, Ty saw his opportunity to make a move for the lead and, and rough up Corey Heim a little bit. And, and unfortunately, Corey, Corey spun. But the good thing is uh, there were only a couple cars on the lead lap. So Corey didn't lose a whole lot of positions on the speedway. Yeah, Corey Heim uh, now sits, of course, still in the second position, seven points behind Ty Gibbs, your leader, and Moffat. 87 points out from the lead. So right now it's a two man race right now. It's a two man race. You know, as we continue to close down the ARCA season, they're headed to the Glen this weekend uh, on the sixth for the clean harbors, 100 at the Glen. It's been fun to watch the ARCA series head to a couple road courses alongside NASCAR this season. The modifieds also in action at New York international raceway for the new way auto parts, 150. And I laughed at some of the tweets that came out of this weekend. It says it never fails. The Modifieds can put on some of the best racing you've seen for 180 laps of 200, let's just say. And when a, when they decide they're going to wreck, they're going to wreck. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Red flag conditions uh, late on in the race. But Patrick Emerling with yet another win. Yeah, and he's been a big surprise this year. Uh, ever since he won the Spring Sizzler back in April, uh, second race out. Running for the championship, very consistent, uh, only six points out of the lead behind last year's champion, Justin Bonsignor, who had an amazing run on the last lap, uh, had a full head of steam in the outside lane through turns three and four, and fell just short in a photo finish at Lancaster. Uh, a great crowd uh, on Saturday night. It was awesome to hear Dave Moody and Alex Hayden on the call of that race um, from Lancaster. Uh, they know uh, Mikey Myers, who promoted the event up at Lancaster, and uh, it was it was good to see uh, those two up in the booth and, and have a great finish. I think the other big controversy of that event was Doug Kobe. Uh, the shifter braking uh, on the pace laps had to go to pit road. NASCAR uh, went green for the most part without him. Uh, then there was a debate, and the debate continues uh, midweek this week, whether Doug was one lap down or two laps down. And... Uh, and you, know, you almost have to get an aerial view and just kind of watch it play out because I still can't put in my mind how how it played out because the cameras really weren't focused on it. They were focused on the start of the race and not Doug. Um, but Doug says he was one lap down. NASCAR says he was two laps down the way the, the, the pit road was laid out at Lancaster. And um, I guess one additional pace lap would have 
have uh, we wouldn't have had to be talking about this conversation right now. So yeah, love gotta love gotta love controversy when it comes to of course timing and scoring. Bontenur now currently does lead the points though. Emerling though only six points back, and McKennedy sits fifty four back. So those two starting to break away. A uh, little bit of controversy also as well. And I don't even have the finish for it. Was actually out of the Idaho two hundred up at state line. The race finished under caution, but they missed the scoring in the top five on how everyone finished based on their rule book. I just have to say, I would not want to be a person that does timing and scoring in any capacity ever, because it seems like you just can't win. Like you just can't win. It's always a battle of opinions on who did what. Sometimes the computers outsmart us and you know, you'll wonder how we thrived as a sport uh, without them back years ago when everything was, you know, for the most part, hand scored. Uh, and that's like the deal with the modified race because of the scoring loop and the where the scoring loop was and it doesn't go across the pit lane. They they deducted another lap from Doug when Doug actually crossed, but on pit road. I, I don't know. Too many. Too Sometimes you wonder there's just way too many computers involved. Yep. There's a reason that we talk about race cars. That's right. Instead of anything else. Uh, also, another big race. We talked about it a little bit last week with our guest this week or this past weekend was the throwback. 276 at Hickory Motor Speedway. Hot one for all of the drivers and fans that did make their way out. Of course, it's been high temperatures here in the Carolinas. Uh, Both the super late models and the late model stocks ran this weekend. Matt Craig was the winner of the super late model over Chandler Smith and Bubba Pollard. And in the late model stock division, Josh Berry collects yet another big win in the late model stock racing world. Mason Diaz came home second over Sam Yarbrough. They were supposed to race this next weekend at Wake County, but uh, unfortunately, due to the tire shortage that we're seeing, a big issue with a lot of not only short tracks but touring events uh, with Hoosier. They've actually canceled the race at Wake County, rescheduled it to sometime later in October. Uh, we're seeing a lot of those issues, again, throughout the world of short track racing, both on a local level, Kyle, and regional. And we're seeing it at, at all levels up here, especially in the Northeast, even the, the go-karts that we run up here at, at Pomfret Speedway, the Stafford Speedway on Monday nights, uh, they fell victim to the tire shortage just a couple of weeks ago. So everyone having to to manage all their equipment, their tires, a little bit more here throughout this summer. Hopefully we can get through it here pretty quick. Colorado National Speedway in action. We mentioned K&N, uh, or K&N, wow, ARCA West earlier. You've been doing so today. good. I know. Uh, the late models were there as well. They had a great field. Dan Alama picking up the race win. They are back in action with the pro trucks this weekend. Uh, the Stafford Speedway ran the Open Modifieds. Chase Dowling picked up the win last Friday night. Todd Owen won in the SK Modifieds. Of course, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour headlined there this week with the GAF Roofing 150. The Berlin Raceway in action. Super late models. It was Tom Thomas holding off Joe Bush to claim the win. They will host the Brad Sweet Memorial Race this Saturday. The Seekonk Speedway here in Massachusetts. Uh, they were quiet this past weekend, but they are back with a NASCAR program this coming Saturday night for all of their divisions. And then uh, the next day, one of my favorites, monster trucks, are at the Seekonk Speedway this weekend. Uh, the Monadnock Speedway also going to host the uh, 100 lapper for the Sportsman Modifieds this coming weekend after they were off last weekend as well. And uh, Bowman Gray in action last weekend. They held twin features. John Holloman and Chris Fleming picked up the win for the Modifieds. They will run a 100-lap event this Saturday night. Just three Saturday nights remain at the stadium. And where will you be this weekend, Kyle? I'll be at Stafford Speedway on Friday night for the Modifieds. And then I have some options on Saturday. We'll see. And then some monster trucks potentially on Sunday. 
just can't stay away from these racetracks. Well, I get my first experience. Look who's talking. Yeah, no kidding. With uh, NASCAR sanctioning on dirt. I know NASCAR, of course, has a lot of racetracks across the country that are NASCAR sanctioned and do run a weekly series on dirt. Unfortunately, Kyle, we don't probably cover that as much as we uh, should, just something that's a little unfamiliar. But I get to go to Cedar Lake Speedway over the weekend with the World of Outlaw Late Models um, and our... Uh, our secondary with us, our support division is NASCAR late models uh, at Cedar Lake Speedway. So kind of cool to have my two worlds collide a little bit there. So I will be there. Lots of racing, of course, over the weekend, both in NASCAR's regional and local division. Again, NASCAR is back in action at Watkins Glen, but still plenty of opportunities to go support your local drivers and your local racetracks. We want to send a big thank you again to Raphael Lassard for joining us here on Coast to Coast. Uh, we were Look forward to covering more racing action next week. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ritchie and producers Craig Moore and Ryan Horn. We'll see you next week here on NASCAR Coast.